day 166. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. And I got a special guest. Oh, <laughs> I'm back. John O is back with us. Oh, my goodness. And this uh, is a podcast. Where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Yeah. Good to have you back, bro. Glad to be back. Yeah, man. Glad to be back on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite prophets, one mm, of my favorite mm. prophetic books, books of the Bible. You can yeah, share a little bit. Yeah. Briefly. Jonah. Um I so it's like you know, you're getting ready to preach Sunday yeah, 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 yeah. in church. Um the first sermon that I ever preached hmm. at uh Blueprint Church. Hmm. January 3rd. No, no, not January 3rd. It was the third week of January. So January 17th, 2010. Wow. Um, I preached on the book of Jonah. Wow. Did the whole book in one sermon. Wow. For my first sermon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I'm doing 24 verses and I'm like, man, this is too much. Right, right, this right. brother did four chapters. That's different with a story yeah, and a familiar story. That's true. But it's just like, I remember this growing up hearing the story of Jonah mm. over and over and over and over again. And then when I actually sat down and studied it to preach it, I was like, oh, I... There's so much here. Yeah. Oh, I completely, yeah, missed out on what this point. book was really about. Mm. So I'm excited. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, that's interesting, bro. Yeah. Jonah is uh, different in a lot of ways yep. because we were actually talking about this yesterday with somebody over lunch yeah. at the church. He's the exact uh, example of, of what not to what do. What not to do. Right? Like, he is a negative example mm -hmm. in the text. And I, I just think that's interesting that the Bible gives us so many different pictures yeah. of what faithfulness looks like, what God, like, God doesn't just say the same exact thing over and over again, yeah. <laughs> do this, do this, do this. Yeah. But he gives us different narratives to kind of communicate different and beautiful truths. What's Jonah, interesting is even the other prophets' names, mm. are like, they, like, mean, like, yeah beefy stuff yeah and jonah's name means kind of like flighty yeah right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dove dove the same word yeah. yeah yeah yonah yeah so so here man it's interesting because um he's an earlier prophet um and again like we said this is a very like interesting book but it's mainly about this rebellious prophet who god has called to extend his grace to the nations right and he runs <laughs> yeah he runs from god it is very like uh highly structured but one of the things that's interesting too is like it's a narrative most of the prophets are like not narrative some have even said like the prophets are actually like commentaries right on what's actually going yeah. on but you see this story here in this prophetic right. book that i think is interesting yeah as well but the first thing the lord says he says yo get up go to go to the great city city of nineveh preach against it because their evil has come up before me and then it says jonah got up to flee to tarshish from yeah. the lord's presence he goes in the exact opposite direction of where god calls yeah. him to go literally like if you plot where he was on the map <laughs> yeah. and plot where god called him to go mm -hmm. and where he went he literally goes in the exact opposite i think god called him to go northeast and he's like yo i gotta get on a plane to head southwest yeah yeah, yeah. Right? yeah i can't even do this and it's interesting too bro because one of the things you're going to see especially in the first especially in the first chapter is this downward spiral mm -hmm. in spiritual decline yeah. right it's going to say over and over that he goes down to joppa in verse three he finds a ship and goes down into it and then he goes to the lowest part of the ship in verse five and then finally he'll go into the belly, belly of the fish. beast 
in, at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. So it's like downward, downward, downward. And I think we just learn, man, that um, running from God does not lead to the destination we think it does. Mm. It always leads us to a place we actually don't want to be. That's good, bro. I I love that the book starts off with yeah. the fact, look, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, right? Yeah. God is an initiator. God's word comes. But this is what I love, man. God doesn't just want hearers of his word. Come on. Tim killed it. Killed. You go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, look yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Sunday sermon for uh, July 10th, 2022. Tim killed it. Doers. But it's like, man, one of the things you see, yeah, God doesn't just want hearers. God wants heaters, mm, right? People mm. that will heed his word. Mm. And yeah, disagreeing with God's call mm. is never an excuse for disobedience that's good, that's to good, his call. That's that's and good. Jonah runs trying to flee from the presence of the Lord mm. and you can't outrun mm. from God's presence any more than a dog can outrun its tail. Mm, mm, yeah. And what we see is after that, God ain't just gonna let him alone, right? Mm. God's gonna chase him, right? And mm. and so I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, mm-hmm. but one of the things that you do see is like this is where the whole book is gonna be important because yeah. you're gonna see how Jonah rationalizes disobedience mm. to God, yeah. and it's not necessarily because of uh, bad theology. Mm. Jonah's doctrine is gonna be right. Jonah's going to predict. what God wants to do. So he has this right theology, but this right theology placed in a heart that's apathetic, that's Mm. not compassionate, right Mm. theology that's placed in a heart that's after self-preservation is always going to see obedience to God as a liability. Mm. Yeah, man, it's it's so much here, even in the first chapter. You know, Jonah is asleep in the midst of a storm. Many have said like, He's probably not asleep because if he's at peace, right? right? This is probably some kind of self-induced guilt that he has here. But he's he's asleep. The people, the pagans on the boat, come wake him up. Yeah. And you see the irony here. It's, it's a ton of irony in this. Right. Text. The pagans are urging. Listen, not just one of God's peoples to pray. Right. But one of God's prophets. Prophets. They're telling him, "Get up, fam. Pray. Pray. <laughs> Do you not? We see all what's... crying to our gods. We <laughs> like. What are you doing? <laughs> right. And so. Just the irony there, bro, and um, and then on top of that, like, so so they have this greater like spiritual sensitivity, right? Than even Jonah does in this right. moment. Um, but after that, once he gets up and they start chopping it up with him, he says, "They ask like, who are you?" He says, "I'm a Hebrew that fears the Lord, <laughs> that fears Yahweh." Um, and the the interesting thing is like like kind of like you said, bro. He's he's saying he fears God, but he's actually running from God. I know. And so you see that once again. Like, do you really, like, right. our actions say much, say so much more right. than our words ever could. Yeah, folks look like, yo, this guy, right? Yeah. Yo, yo, it's his thing. Yeah. Then, right, it's not just that the folks here are more pietistic than Jonah. Mm. Um, they're also more compassionate than he is. Mm. So Jonah was willing to let an entire ship, like, ship just die. <laughs> drown because of his disobedience. Yeah. And Jonah says, yo... Hey, listen, fam, y'all grab my mm. arms, you mm. grab my legs, just mm. throw me into the sea and it's a wrap and y'all are good. Yeah. And now you see these pagans mm. being like, yo, mm. nah, man, we got more compassion for that, uh, uh, 
for you than that. You are the reason this calamity has befallen us, Mm. but still, we don't want to just see you drown, bro. And so, yeah, just that too. Like, you see, this is a whole narrative about God working on the apathy of one man's heart to replace it with compassion. Mm. And and at everywhere that he goes, Mm. the pagans that Jonah interact with are better examples of compassion, piety, yeah. reverence, and fear of the Lord. Yeah, and he says, like, yo, I'm a Hebrew. You know, I, I fear the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, right, who created everything. And he flees from God because he doesn't want to preach to Gentiles. Right. But he actually, even in even in chapter one, ends up preaching to Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And so you just see how the Lord's plan is going to come to fruition no matter what. Right. And then instead of... Uh, he, he should have been the one who called on the Lord. But right. the pagans at the end are actually going to be the ones right. in verse 14 who call on the Lord. And so yeah. my man gets, you know, in the belly of this fish, swallow, and then he starts to pray. Right. <laughs> so he waits all the way till he's in the depths of the ocean, bro. And then he starts to pray. Yeah. And what's interesting about this text, man, I think is uh, what he prays. Right. Right. What he prays is, is, is very interesting and it's a whole that's a whole other podcast to talk about some of the specific things he says, but one of the things he says is dope is he speaks of where he's at as Sheol. Right. And in the Old Testament, the place of Sheol is the place of death. Right. In the grave. Yeah. Now think about it. Like if you get thrown in the ocean, no, no, no. Like it's, it's a, a rap. <laughs> it's a rap. It's a rap. So a... so you see that God was the one who appointed the fish, the text right. says to swallow him. So you right. see God's hand over everything. But um, I just think it's interesting that the fish swallows him back up. He says sal- salvation belongs to the Lord. Right. So he, he gets actually saved in a sense. Right. He gets swallowed, he gets uh, vomited back onto the land and you see this kind of like a death to resurrection of right. his prophet. Yeah. And from that death and resurrection, you have preaching to the Gentiles. Right. The same thing happens in the life of Jesus right, Christ. Right, right, Jesus right. is actually even going to say, like, no, no, no. In the same way Jonah was in the belly of the Sign fish. Sign of Jonah? Yeah. Nah, fam, this is what like, I'm about to this do. This is real tea right here. Right. He's like, yo, yo, no. In the same way he was in the belly of the fish three days, three nights, the son of man right. is going to be in the belly of the fish three yeah. days, three nights. So much so, he raises from the grave. Then the apostles go out and preach the right. gospel to the Gentiles. Yeah. So you see this kind of pattern right. even here. God's yeah. provision, God's grace yeah. working through this rebellious problem. Yeah. Yo, yo, this is the thing too, right? That for those of us that have been familiar with the story yeah. uh it's a. Uh, as i grew up in church i heard it you know jonah ran from what god had called him to do yep. found himself in the belly of the fish and he prays god i'm sorry just mm. give me one more chance jonah doesn't say that mm. jonah's not saying god i did wrong give me a chance to redeem myself mm. Jonah is about to drown. God saves his life by sure, this fish. Sure, sure. And chapter two is a prayer of repentance, thanking God for what he did. Mm. Jonah doesn't have any clue that the fish is going to spit him up so 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 that he could do what he does. Mm. So chapter three, the interesting thing that you see is this. Chapter three starts off like chapter one did. Yep. Yeah. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Yeah, they parallel. And God says this, the same thing. Yeah. And Jonah gets and he starts to walk and to preach. Oh, and man. the crazy thing is, is it says this, it's a three days journey to get across. Mm. But after the first day, everybody's like, yo. So it's like this, bro. like you see God multiplying the effects of obedience. Mm. Jonah didn't even have to go all the way. And mm. you see a people yep. that seem to, to be humble and hungry and ready. Bro. And it's, see- and Bro, at the end of that, the angels are rejoicing mm. 
Cause folks spin it. But Jonah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's crazy too that um, you know, what he what he says to the to the Ninevites is only five words. Oh yeah. So he in, in Hebrew, he 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 preaches a five word sermon. Yeah. And folks repent. Now one, and, I, wish, and I wish I could preach like that. <laughs> I wish I could preach like that. Man. <laughs> folks right? at the church are like, yo, John, you need to learn something from it. <laughs> from him. Yeah. So 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 they repent, and like you said, they're um Foreigners, they're they're, they're Nineveh, they're right. the Syrians, the king, like the king of Assyria. This is the pa- the 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 leading power of the day, and you see him proclaiming this decree before right. his own nation right. about what they should do. And again, once again, you see the reversal. Jonah was the one who was reluctant to preach God's word. These pagans are zealous, right, going to hear hard, God's word, to hear it, and to to proclaim it, yeah. right. So, so, so you just see like all the stark like juxtaposition. Listen, the pagans in this text are more spiritually faithful, mature, and perceptive yeah. than even God's prophet in this text. I just think that's that's wild. That a message of theology yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and yeah. there's a chapter four. When I yeah. heard the story and I grew up, the story ended with Three. Nah, Jonah got another chance and, and he, he preached, preached it. in that. He was that no, dude. No, 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 no. Look, <laughs> the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Yeah, yeah. The only person mad here is Jonah, mm. right? Mm. And bro, he's like, "Yo, God, mm. man, I knew you was gonna do this. <laughs> I knew it." And do you know what he does, bro? Mm. When God reveals Himself to Moses in mm. the cleft of the rock in Exodus thirty-four, yeah, yeah, and he's like, "Yo, this is how you're gonna know me, uh, right? Yo, know, God, you know." Gracious compassion. Gracious compassion. Right. Mm-hmm. That phrase, Exodus 34, 5 to 7. Seven, yeah. That's like God saying, No, listen, this is me. This is the glory that you bask in. Yeah, yeah. Jonah's gonna use it as a, a liability and he's gonna say, Yo, God, see, I knew this. Mm-hmm. God, when you wanna judge people, you just judge people. Mm-hmm. When you warn people about judgment you do it so that they would come to repentance and he's like i knew that you would spare them Mm. and in his mind it's Mm. a the assyrians are all like they're conquering people Mm. israel's next right right right. if assyria doesn't repent yeah then god's gonna judge them if god will judge them Mm. then they ain't gonna have the strength to come and take us over Mm. Ah, but if they do turn and repent, then they're going to be preserved. And if they're preserved, mm. that doesn't work well for my nationalistic self-interest. Yeah. And you see how, yeah. yo, you see how apathy yeah. can just skew us, bro. It mm. takes the best thing about the character of God, his forgiveness and grace, and it turns it into a liability, something mm. that we're mad at. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, he... He he wants to die. Like, yeah. He's like, you know, uh, just take my life. Like it's better for me to die than it is to live. And so you see the hatred that that, jo- that Jonah has for these people who are not his people, um, and the love that God has mm. for the people uh, yeah. who are who are not his people. It's so much here in this text. I, I think one of the things that was interesting to me, a lesson I learned this time around, was that um, God has saved us. And he found he finds us important. Mm. Right? We're his, mm. but none of us are irreplaceable. Right, right, right. You right. see that, you know, he doesn't preach that he preaches a, a reluctant five word sermon yeah. of repentance, and then he uses pagans to preach and and, and call a decree right. of everybody in that nation to repent. So you see, the Lord yeah. is going to use 
whoever right. Right, is willing to yeah. hear him and obey him. Yeah. None of us are irreplaceable. I don't care where we are, our platform, right. our ministry, like what we right. have, God is going to do what he's going to do. And he just, like God is so um, amazing, bro, because he loves our enemies more than we hate our enemies, mm. right? We yeah. see God's love for those who we would say are far from him, right? Right, And he loves them more than we could ever hate them. Right. Yeah. Bro, and this is where the book just has a nice little package, yeah. right? God gets the first word in the book mm. and God gets the last word in the book. Yeah. And Jonah is just the backdrop to show mm. how God is going to move somebody that's apathetic to compassion. And I think God gets the last word because mm. Jonah doesn't have any words to say and God ends mm. with his God ends with his perspective. God's mm. like, yo, Jonah, you had compassion on a plant that you ain't even work for. Yeah. Shouldn't I be able to have compassion on a community? Mm. And then he talks about people that don't know their right hand from their left. And it's like, it mm. could be spiritually ignorant or mm. it could be children that are here mm. and livestock. And so God's just trying to say, yeah, yeah, Jonah. When you really see what I see, mm. then you'll feel how I feel, mm. right? That sometimes it's God's divine perspective that mm. is enough to to yeah, displace the apathy in our heart and to fill it with compassion. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things, too, I think the last thing uh, I'll say is, uh, man, he, he says that uh, in 40 days, Nineveh will be demolished. That's right. how the CSB takes it. Um, that same word, bro, can be taken as changed ah. or overturned. Mm. So it could be that people have gone back and forth, like what Joan is actually saying, like in 40 days, y'all will actually be changed. Because it says, because people, if you read it like, oh, they'll be destroyed. It's right. like, they didn't get destroyed. God's right. word isn't true. Right. Um, but it actually can be taken as changed. Mm. So you see that God, even, it's not even about the mouthpiece that God right. uses. It's about his actual word. word. It's mm. going to do what it was intended to do. And I think that's, yeah, an encouragement for me who's about to right. preach the word. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even about the mouthpiece, bro. Right. It's about God's word having the effect that it was always intended to have on human hearts. Amen. Yeah. God, we pray that it would be so that your word would change us and all who hear it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.